Hello everyone, my name is Marina Toker and I'm a senior here at Ursuline Academy. In this episode of the school's podcast, I will be interviewing two of my favorite teachers on the topic of personality from two different perspectives, psychology and astrology. As an amateur astrologist, I am fully enveloped by the idea that our fate, character, and behaviors are determined by the stars. As someone who is taking AP Psychology, on the other hand, I am also invested in the origin of personality in terms of neurology and the human psyche. I am attempting to answer the question of what makes us unique to others. Is it our birth chart, our minds, or both? I am here with Mr. Schneider, my AP Psych teacher, to provide a psychological perspective on the origin of personality. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you for having me, Maria. So, Mr. Schneider, where does personality come from? Well, that's uh, kind of a loaded question because the answer, like most things in psychology, is a combination of many different things. But the generic or general way of saying it would be that it comes from both nature and nurture, or it comes from your genetics as well as what your environment teaches you. By what traits are personalities categorized? I'm thinking in terms of like Myers-Briggs personality typing in terms like introvert and extrovert and asking this. Right. So there's uh, one of the things that's interesting about all that is that uh, psychologists have come up with a whole bunch of different ways to describe personality. Um, And uh, many of the different attempts along the the road of uh, history of psychology to come up with specific um, traits uh, have had people try different numbers of traits as being the traits of personality, different types of ways of doing it. One of the things about coming up with specific traits is that you'll always be ridiculed or criticized for forgetting some traits or having traits in there that other people think are are not part of personality. There's a couple that uh, today are considered to be sort of good basic views of the traits themselves. The first group comes from a researcher by the name of Cattell, and he actually had 16 factors of personality. So, um, and what he, what he did with these is that he took the 16 he thought were illustrative of different parts of personality, and then he put them on a continuum with their opposite. So for instance, are you reserved or are you outgoing? And what he says is that as you judge someone's personality, you would probably mark them somewhere between those two. Um, so and the other ones that he had are your amount of intelligence. How are you, are you affected by feelings or are you emotionally stable? Um, do you tend to be more submissive to others or are you, do you attempt to be more dominant? Are you serious or are you happy-go-lucky, expedient, conscientious, timid, venturesome, tough-minded, sensitive? and so forth. So there's a whole group of these um, that uh, he uses. Now, again, any theory like this in psychology is usually criticized for either having too many, which this one was, or not enough. But one of the things to keep in mind is that the definition of of personality is important here, and it's considered to be a complex hypothetical construct that is defined in different ways, but it it includes a consistent tendency to behave a certain way, and that that tendency is consistent across situations. So this would be a a trait that someone has that you would see whether they were stressed or whether they were uh, calm or whatever was 
tends to go on. But the other thing that this theory actually brings up is that it's distinctive to the individual to have the unique uh, combination of these traits that you would find. Um, but he has this whole list, and he's got the and this idea of a continuum. I wanted to ask you about this because I'm examining two different perspectives of like how people categorize personality, like the psychological one and then like the astrological one. So what you described is like sort of um, it's kind of like a birth chart because like birth charts are like this like stamp in time that determine someone's like behavior and personality. And it's really interesting how like like the first theory you mentioned, like the 16 traits, like it's sort of like that maximalist like sort of categorization of those personality traits i guess so yeah yeah Uh, one of the things i'd say about that is that what what the astrological signs and their and their birth traits really represent is part of what psychology actually uh, supports too and that is that you see a pattern within that person's behavior and now their view is that the pattern is stamped in when you're born and then that's going to be it from then on Uh, And uh, in every psychological theory about personality, there is um, a portion of it that argues that your genetics actually affect your personality. Now, how much that that affects it depends on which theory you're looking at. But again, all the theories believe that nature and nurture are combined. Um, One of the things that's kind of interesting, you're bringing up when you're born as being uh, important in what your personality is. One of the things psychologists like to look at is birth order. And they actually believe that has a, a, a pretty important effect on some of your personality traits. Uh, and interestingly, their research on what um, the firstborn and the middleborn and the uh, youngest, and then, of course, the very special only child, what, the, what their personality traits tend to be, uh, is pretty um, uh, agreed upon. In other words, there's a there's a sort of a general expectation you have about somebody who's firstborn. Now, it doesn't guarantee that they're going to have that specific personality, but because their parents are uh, dealing with their first child and they probably spend a lot more time worrying about them and more focus on them than they would, say, the fourth or fifth kid, um, then there's probably some influence on the way your personality develops as a result. Yeah, like... I've noticed that too because I'm the oldest child and like my parents which which I think you and I would agree on is the best of course it's I I think it is the best cuz like <laughs> like objectively you like grow up quicker than your younger sibling and you're just like Right. you're trusted a lot right. more I believe but yeah, yeah that's that's somewhat true uh although over the years as I've asked my students about this the younger ones sometimes complain that the older one destroyed everything. And so the parents believe that when they get that age, they're going to be bad too. And so they kind of get mad at them before they even do anything wrong. Oh my God. Uh, and then of course the, the older ones always lament that the younger ones get to do things at an earlier age yeah. than the older ones did. So um, I'm sorry to cut you off again. Uh, That's okay. Like, I enjoyed, I enjoyed talking about it. It was lots of yes, fun. This was really interesting. Um, I I only kind of knew about the Myers-Briggs typing, but, like, the fact that um, there's, like, more theories about it is really cool. Absolutely. Um, And there's a whole bunch of different personality tests as well. mm -hmm. 
So I just wanted to say thank you for being here, and um, I will see you in psych class next week. Very good. Well, thank you for having me, and I look forward to hearing what you have to say about the astrology side of it. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So for our astrological perspective, I am here with my AP Lit teacher, Dr. Baxter. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Uh, Thank you for being here. Of course. Um, Now, the reason why I chose to interview you is because we briefly discussed Zodiac signs before class the same day that Mr. Gregory assigned the podcast. And this was like the first topic I thought of when we were assigned the project. And I thought you'd be perfect to interview. Oh, what a moment of synchronicity. Uh, Just as you needed. um, And I well, just as you came up with an idea, uh, it literally came in class. I think Um, I'm glad you asked me. It seems like the, the stars were asking us to have this conversation. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, so I'm going to ask you about the big three in your birth chart first. And um, for those who don't know what that means, the big three consists of your sun sign, moon sign, and rising sign. Your sun sign is a simplified way of categorizing your sign. For example, I was born May 4th, so that means I'm a Taurus. It's like your sign without the details of what time and where you were born. It's the, like, it's the location of the sun at the time you were born. And then um, if you include your birth time and location, you can do your moon sign and rising sign. And your moon sign is essentially like your emotional behavior. And then your rising sign is the way people perceive you, like your aura, appearance, and style. So what are your big three? Yeah, I'm really pleased with my big three, actually. And I feel quite at home with each of them. Uh, For starters, my sun sign is a Pisces. I'm a 12th house Pisces. And so I'm Pisces in its most most natural state. Um, as a Pisces, you know, we kind of encompass all the different zodiac places because we're the final resting place of where the zodiac sits. And so, you know, um, we're very empathetic and, um, you know, have a, a little bit of all the different signs in us. And so we're very fluid and understanding and um, kind of get a sense of, of all the different places. Um, my uh, moon sign is uh, a Virgo. And I feel like this is uh, fitting as well in the sense of it's, you know, uh, my analytical um, side, uh, you know, my, my emotional state tends to be disconnected a bit, uh, almost sometimes kind of uh, uh, analytical and overly mental uh, rather than the kind of water that is the Pisces. Um, you know, both of these are muted signs. And so they're very kind of passive and receptive, um, but, uh, whereas the Pisces is the water and so, you know, kind of mo- fluid and emotional and all of that, the Virgo is earth. And so it's very fixed. And, 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 and in my case, uh, with the Virgo, uh, very kind of stoic at times, uh, almost like an iceberg, if you will. Um, and then my, my ascendant sign is, uh, Aries. Um, I'm very traditional house actually, in the sense of all the houses are, are where they're supposed to be in their, uh, in their preferred location where they live. And Aries is, uh, a, another example um, and so as the Aries, uh, Aries ascendant, you know, all energy, this is my fire um, of my, my water and earth, as well as my, my cardinal um, outside of the two mutable signs. Um, and so, you know, it's my kind of action, uh, you know, ambition, willing to go and, and energy. Yeah, like, that's really coincidental that like, your rising sign, well, yeah, your rising sign is basically the first house, but Aries rising, like that is and Pisces in the 12th house is like just so coincidental, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just, it's funny to me. Cause like my, my chart is so off center. Like, 
like Aries is in my 12th house. Oh, I'm wow. Sure. So you're completely, yeah. Yeah, you're completely backwards for where it, uh, yeah. essentially. So I wonder what a first house, uh, so is your ascendant in Pisces? My ascendant is in Taurus. I have a Taurus stellium in my first house, mm-hmm. um, Taurus rising sun and Mercury. Oh, wow. Mercury right on the, on the start. So you're, that's why you're so mentally agile, I suppose. Oh, I didn't know I was mentally agile. Well, you are, yeah, yeah, absolutely. You're a great thinker as a student. You're always quick on your think, uh, quick on your feet, and you're you're very uh, easily move into the deep rather than the surface. You don't live right there on the on the surface, which is you know, if Mercury is associated with wit and uh, intellect, then having it in your first house uh, uh, as a you know, and, and right off the ascendant makes total sense in the in the kind of quickness of your wit. So. The next question I want to ask you is regarding um, the elements and how do these elements, like elements meaning fire, water, earth, air, um, Mm -hmm. how do these categories determine personality and what do the elements mean? Yeah, um, you know, so so each of the elements have different characteristics and, and, and a lot of these are what you would expect. And so water is you know, fluid, um, it's often associated with emotions and emotional, um, you know, Pisces being a water sign, um, I'm very fluid and adaptable, um, particularly a mutable uh, uh, sign as well, uh, fluid and adaptable, willing to go with the flow. Um, you know, I'm very intuitive um, and have a lot of intuition. It's kind of like swimming in my unconscious as the Pisces in 12th house, uh, 12th house being associated with the unconscious. And so water is often you know, associated with that kind of depth, emotional depth, um, the underneath, uh, the kind of emotional side of us. Uh, Earth is the fixed. And so a Taurus, for instance, is an Earth sign. Uh, my son is a, a Taurus as well. Um, and they're very fixed. And um, it's it's the grounding, um, what, what keeps us grounded. Um, and, and, you know, a fixed, uh, the Taurus being a fixed Earth sign is, is one that's very kind of, um, at times, stubborn. Um, and then you have the fire sign, which, of course, is associated with kind of, um, you know, I guess, activity or, or vigor, if you will, um, and action. And, um, and then the air. Wait, which one am I forgetting? No, you're, you're, you're good. Okay, okay. Air is the last one. Oh, yeah. Okay. Air is the, the mental and the, um, well, yeah, actually in the astrology, I don't know if it is associated with mental um, as it is in, in other uh, kind of categories and categorizations. Yeah, air is mo- like I think of air as like logic. It's not grounded. It has to be free and sort of like, um, you know, it it's like because I'm thinking of the people I know who have like mostly air in their chart. They're very like you know they can talk their way out of ev- mm-hmm. any situation. They use logic as like their front. Yeah, that would make sense because that's how you see it in the other systems that, that air is that kind of mental and, um, you know, whereas like the, the fixed of the earth, it's the, uh, the mental side and the, you know, requires, yeah, yeah. The third question I want to ask you is, um, so before I ask, anyone who is involved in astrology discourse has a favorite and least favorite sign. Uh, personally, my favorites are Pisces, Leos, Geminis and Tauruses and the occasional Scorpio. Um, my least favorite are Virgos and Libras and sometimes <laughs> Cancers. Uh, what signs do you get along with and which ones annoy you? 
Uh, yeah, no, uh, as, as a Pisces, I get along with every sign. I should just uh, be straight up with that because as a, you know, that's one of our defining characteristics and that we uh, are comfortable living with each sign being the kind of final completion of the Zodiac calendar. I find that I tend to gravitate more towards the, you know, the water signs. Uh, a lot of my closest friends are Scorpio, for instance. Um, my wife is a Capricorn, although it's not necessarily water. Um, but you know, there, there are signs that I don't quite understand, uh, Leo being one of them. I mean, I guess I understand them from my, my Virgo side, from an analytical side, uh, but being a Virgo who is kind of naturally shy, um, I don't get the, the outward performance, um, of the Leos. Um, and so I wouldn't say I necessarily, uh, don't jive with them as I, as I do, um, I do have good, like I said, my brother is a, a Leo. I think it's probably the one that I don't understand from an intuitive or even an analytical to both sides of my my sun and moon. Um, and so Leo Leo's a big one. Uh, you know, and then there's some that I just don't know too much about because I don't have them much in my chart or in, much in my relationships. And, and so in a lot of ways, I look at astrology, both of myself and then all the people around me. And it gives me a sense of like, you know, they're, they're different um, you know, angles and what have you. Okay. Well, Dr. Baxter, um, I have to cut you off cause we're out of time. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for being interviewed by me. I know it took a while to like set everything up, but I really appreciate it. No, of course. Thank you for thinking of me. This is one of my favorite things to talk about and think about. And so I really appreciate, uh, uh you thinking of me to have this conversation.